are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. risen upon you Behold the darkness shall cover the earth and cross It's testimony time I was waiting I thought you'd be dancing Tell your neighbor that didn't have breakfast don't you have a dance It's testimony time Camelia She's got a move Beautiful. And as you're dancing, let's clap and welcome our sister BB to give a powerful testimony. where you're from. Hi, my name is Beatrice um, and I'm from Stardust and Dancing Stars. Stardust and Dancing Stars. It's a lot of stars, isn't it? She's a star. Tell us what your testimony is about. So I'm going to tell you guys about um, my testimony about how I got saved from depression and suicidal thoughts. Wow. So where does it begin? Um, So I think around the ages of 13 to 14 before I came to this church, I was like, my life was at an all-time low. I was really struggling, and I was struggling with depression, suicidal thoughts, and moodiness. Like, I was literally so rude. Like, literally, no one would like me because I was that rude. Um, Wow. So, what was the rudeness like? How do you know that you were rude? Don't you want to know? Because rude is a bit, the definition is a bit broad. So, what did you do that was rude? um, So, I constantly insult everybody. I wouldn't... (laughs) I wouldn't want to talk to anybody. If you talk to me, I'd just be like, okay. <laughs> wow. Did you see that? The look. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think, skip to about a year. Um, my sister, Deborah, he's also in first love. Uh, <laughs> um, this was no- November 2018. So she invited me to the joint service. Um, so I always wanted to come to first love because when I was around the ages of seven to eight, like I was in Lighthouse in Peckham. So I was too young to go into first love then. So. Like, I, was, I really wanted to come. So when she invited me, I was like, yeah, I want to come, I want to come. So um, I came to the service, and literally all I remember about it is um, Bishop um, doing the altar call, saying, um, like, if you know God, you're far, you're far from God, you're not where you're supposed to be with God, put up your hand. And I put up my hand. And then when he asked me to come to the front, I was like, um. <laughs> like, I was like, oh. And then I asked my sister, should I go to the front, should I go to the front? And she was like, yeah, you should come to the front. So I walked up to the front and I gave my life. Wow, I thought you'd be clapping already. She said she doesn't remember anything else about the service other than the altar call. So those of you that have been inviting people and then when they oversleep, you say, okay, don't worry. Tell them to come because they might make it for the altar call. Amen. Amen. Wow. So how is your life different now to the way it was before? So like, I don't even remember being healed from it, but I just remember it not being there. Like... Wow. I'm no longer depressed. I'm no longer thinking like about suicidal thoughts. I'm no longer um, sorry. 
I'm no longer moody. Like, people, it's weird to see me not smile. Like, mm. yeah, I'm always smiling. Wow, beautiful. Clap for BB <laughs> for such a powerful testimony. Would you like one more? I don't think you want one more, so let's move on. So keep on clapping for our sister Solange, who also has a powerful testimony. Wow. Wow. You look so happy. I'm happy because you're happy. Doesn't she have a beautiful smile? Wow. Solange, tell us who you are and what so you do in church. My name is Solange and I'm from Dancing Stars. And my testimony is about how God restored my faith and brought me out of loneliness. So wow. growing so growing up, I was, um, I was often very like lonely and very isolated. And after the death of my mother at a young age, I just, I went through a lot of like grieving, especially at around uh, the ages of like 14. So I remember I just had started to have like suicidal thoughts. I remember one day I was actually like cleaning the bathroom and I was like, this bottle of bleach looked so like appealing to me. And I just remember like something like, told, like gripped my heart and was like, nah, not really. Nah, like just don't, don't go down that path. So um, at 14, my friend started to evangelize to me about this church she went to and how they spoke in tongues. And um, she brought in a Bible. She was Romanian. So she translated it in Romanian. And um, I'd choose the verses that I want to read and she'd translate them to me. Wow, what a friend. And, um, and so like it really convicted me of the time and the current situation I was going through. And it really like kind of like it, it understood me from coming from a place where I wasn't understood. And I didn't really have many people to talk to. So when I like would read with her um, the Bible that she'd bring in, it really like it spoke to me. So that was in year nine. However, year 11, I went through a slippery slope. Like Say a slippery slope. <laughs> okay, so you need to explain to us now, what does a slippery slope look like? So I like? started to backslide. I had, put, I had put God in a really like high place in my life in year nine. However, I started to, started to backslide with like different friends. My friends wanted to go shisha. If you didn't do drink ups, you weren't normal. Wait, 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 wait. slow down. If you just tell your neighbor, slow down. Okay, so your friends started to do shisha. Yeah, like okay, I so uh, what, what is shisha for those of us that were born, See, born again? So I didn't actually, the problem was I didn't actually get to go because I grew up in a strict household, so I wasn't allowed to go. Okay, so, now, so you weren't able to do the smoking. I wasn't, I wasn't you couldn't able do to. the smoking. Okay. However, fast forward to um, first year of uni, 2017, I, I had a lot of friends, but most of them were like atheists or Muslims, so they really like would... They, if there was no, like, spiritual guidance anywhere there. So they'd often engi- uh, encourage me to, like, go clubbing with them or just, you know, like, I remember I, I told my friend, like, something was empty inside of me. I was often really lonely. So something was really empty inside of me. And I'd often tell her, and she's like, oh, do, do you have a man? Have you ever dated? So. <laughs> do you have a man? Do you have a man? And so, and so, and so she encouraged me to go on Tinder. And so... <laughs> Wow. What's Tinder? It's a dating app. It's a dating app. Okay. Don't go and look for it, but she was encouraged with the wrong encouragement. Okay. So what did you do? I started 
started to fill this void with friends. I started to fill this void with like seeking the attention of men and it really like didn't get me anywhere. It just made me even more like lonely and more isolated. Wow. So last year in October, I started praying to God. I started just reaching out to God to bring me more like holy friends, to bring me more Christian friends. I wasn't going to any church or anything. And so fast forward to this year, May 19, 4.55 p.m. in KCL Live. Hey! the time she remembers the day some of you can't even remember what you had for breakfast wow so 4 55 p.m what happened i met chanel and temi in kcl library so they started outreaching to me they started um uh talking to me like do you have a relationship with god i thought i did but i really didn't they told me that um they asked me do you do your daily quiet time prayer life was non-existent like i didn't pray at all and so they invited me to center service that Thursday, May 23rd, 7 p.m. Hey! Wow. <laughs> and what happened on May the 23rd? Abiola was preaching about parable, parable of the sower. She was talking about parable of the sower. She was talking about, you know, how the world comes and chokes the word out of you. And I realized that's what happened when I was 14. Because I was really zealous after God, but then I stopped. I started to replace it with material things. And so she was talking about a void being filled. She was talking about baby Christians. And I realized my heart was really crying for God at that age. But I was trying to fill a permanent position with temporary solutions. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and so, like, come, I didn't know anyone there. I didn't. I didn't know anyone there, and she really spoke to me, and that's when I gave my life, and I'm here today, I'm peaceful. Wow. wow. Say, what a Jesus. What a Savior. He's the Savior of the world. So what would you say to somebody that's here for the first time, hearing your testimony? I would say just trust in God. He has a plan for you. Don't give up. Don't be... Just, just seek God with all your heart and don't try to replace when you feel like you have a void just really like seek God and don't be like misled in the ways of the world wow what a testimony are you encouraged I feel like giving my life to Jesus again wow well keep on clapping because it's time for are you ready it's the greatest choir in London the greatest choir in the UK, the Greater Love Gospel Choir.
Have you forgotten how much time you spent watching movies? Have you forgotten how much time you spent at the club? I'm amazed that you're asking such a stupid question. Have you forgotten how much time you 
a Christian say, attempt great things for God. Say, say, that's what you gotta do. Attempt great things for God. Obligations of a Christian. Attempt great things for God. That's what you gotta do as a Christian. Attempt great things for God. Don't give up the fight. 
But it's okay. <laughs> wow! Did you enjoy that beautiful song ministration? Well, we've come to the most important time in our service. Amen. How many of you were here last week? Were you blessed by the message last week? Wow. Well, I believe that today you'll be even more blessed and that by the time you leave this place, your life will be permanently transformed. Amen. So with a standing ovation and clapping our hands and with a shout to God, let's welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard today. Come on, sing it. Nothing is impossible to those who believe and say. Sing it, make that confession. Same for you. 
your two hands to heaven Father thank you For this blessed opportunity To be in your presence We lift our hands in surrender To you Lord Do as you will in our lives today Give us miracles Give us blessings Let there be a change for the better Lord Thank you for your power Thank you for your healing Thank you for revelation Lord Correct that which needs to be corrected in us Lord Bless us at the hearing of your word Thank you Father for the power of your word Lord Thank you Lord For great opportunity To hear your word And to receive your word today Let your perfect will be done amongst us Satan I curse you I bind you I curse every operation of yours here And Father thank you That your kingdom Shall be established amongst us Let your will be done Heavenly Father In Christ Jesus name I pray And everybody shouted Amen Amen. Shout another amen Amen. Shout another amen. Amen Beautiful God bless you Take your seats In heavenly places well, today I want to start sharing something new. Last week we finished on um, uh, make full proof of your ministry. I mean, if we were blessed by that series, sound ain't good, too much bass. Bass zero. Zero, zero bass. And it feels like an echo. I was asking you how many were blessed by making full proof of your ministry. Beautiful. So, I want to start something new for a few weeks. Um, are you excited about new things? Yes. Okay, will you obey new things? Yes. So, I'll be talking to you about tithing. Wow. Okay, yes. Are you excited to hear about tithing? Yes. Yeah, I'll be sharing with you about tithing. Today, I'll be talking to you about how tithers fulfill the laws of wealth creation. That's the title for today. I'm coming on. So, how tithers fulfill the laws of wealth creation. In other words, how as you are tithing, you are creating and generating wealth for yourselves. How many of you know that to be successful is not an easy thing? How many of you have tried being successful? Are, di- are different things, isn't it? Different things, different areas. It's not, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. Have you ever tried getting an A in a subject before? How many of you have tried getting an A before and eventually you settle for a C? Yeah, you just said, look, C is good enough. You haven't failed. Yes, because you discovered, it's not that, it's not that you, you were allergic to an A. Or you don't like having A's. But you discover that, you know, this A thing, it looks like it takes more than I thought. Maybe you thought that studying late into the night, studying long hours, memorizing things is all that it takes. That you discover that it takes a bit more. It takes a bit more. Perhaps it takes a deeper understanding of that subject. And you thought... You had understood it, but you had not understood it. So you realize there's a combination of things. 
that makes uh, things work. Or maybe you thought that by now you have a beloved. Isn't it? You're a little hush-hush on that one. Is it, is it a sore point? I'm saying it anyway. Maybe you thought that by now you had a beloved. Or maybe by now you were married. Then you realize as you moved on that it takes, it looks like it takes a bit more than a pretty face. Than a nice, that you're pretty. It's not like you're not pretty, you're pretty. You've even enhanced your beauty with um, a bit of dusty powder. I saw someone this morning and I was saying to myself that, look, she looks 18 without the dusty powder. Yes, because earlier in the week I told her that, look, give up on this thing. Yeah, she said she'll try. I noticed this morning that she has tried. Ah, she looks 18 years before she looked. I haven't said anything. But this morning she looks 18. She looks young, fresh. And, you know, like the thing. Have you also seen? You've seen you've, have you seen the person I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen. Okay. If you look at if you look carefully, you see. by the time we share the grace, you would have seen. Yeah. But anyway, I was making a point, and I was saying that sometimes you think that this is what would work. You think your beautiful face is what will give you some things, but it takes more than a beautiful face. It takes more than it. Sometimes you even discover when you go, have you not, how many have you been for a wedding before? You've attended a wedding before in your lifetime. You've attended a wedding. You've not attended a wedding before? Hey, Rebecca, the lady next to you has never attended a wedding. Have you ever attended a wedding before? Wedding? Oh, yeah, she just remembered that she's attended a wedding before. <laughs> Did you, there's something you must have noticed when you attended the wedding. That you must have discovered that it's not the most beautiful girl who was getting married. Yeah. It's not the most beautiful girl. Sometimes even the maid of honor looks nicer than the bride. (laughs) How many of you have seen that before? Yeah. So that alone even gives you the message that, oh, we thought that it's, it's done by beauty. But it's not by beauty. You can meet a beautiful person, but when you start interacting with a person, all your alarm bells go off. You start thinking, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Not this one. Not this one. I want peace at home. Because you can see, you can see very early that you won't have peace at home. It's very clear. When you start, you see, no, this one, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. When I open the front door and I'm entering the house, I'll be attacked. I need to enter the house peacefully and sleep. When I sleep, I want to sleep. So you discover that it's not what you've seen. There's more to it. That's why like you, don't, you don't understand why someone likes someone. Have you ever wondered why somebody likes someone that you don't like? 
Sometimes you don't understand why someone likes someone that you don't like. Like food. Sometimes you don't know why someone likes a certain type of food that you don't like. You even say that the person's food stinks. But the person is really loving it and slapping it away. <laughs> and you are wondering why is this person eating this food? Every time I sit on the train and I see people having their dinner, I'm sure it's their dinner. I mean, I don't know, but I'm sure it's their dinner. And I see what they are eating. I always say to myself, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always tempted to ask them, is that it? Are you re- when you get home, are you really going to sleep over this? Because when I look at it, I say, I'm thinking to myself, no, when I get home, <laughs> it's either all or nothing. <laughs> when I see people busy, putting their fingers into the Max and Spencer package and pinching half a slice of bread because it's two slices put together and then you cut it diagonally then you fold it and you put it in so you pinch one, that's, that's one slice of bread that you are having at 4pm till tomorrow and you are not on diet you don't have any health problems I always, no, I'm telling you my genuine thoughts. I don't know whether you are like that or not, but if you are like that and I see you, that's what I'll be thinking. I will not say it, but I'll be thinking, is that it? Are you sure? Are you serious? Is, is it really, I mean, can it really take you to the following day? Because others are like, <laughs> I'm if you also understand what I'm saying. Uh-huh, I'm not alone. But you see people busy eating it with a small cup of coffee. And I, I always, one day I'll ask, I'll tell you what the person said. How many of you pray for me that I don't get rebuked on the train? Yes. Pray for me that I don't get rebuked. Because if I'm rebuked, I'll also come and tell you that. I ask the question because I'm going to ask for you. Yes, yeah, so I can come and tell you that they said, oh, no, 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 no. When they get home, there's other things. I'm going to ask, so I come and tell you. Because I really would ask someone. One of that. Is that it? I mean, is that it till tomorrow or till breakfast? Is that it? It can't be. It couldn't be. But I'm saying that some of the things you don't like is what somebody likes. And you actually don't understand why the person likes it. You don't, you, you say, you don't know why someone likes somebody. Because your interaction with the person has all gone off. And you see, the person is still, is still with the person. So that you, you, even what you've experienced, the person who even claims they like the person has also experienced, but the person is still with the person. And you are wondering, why? You, you are telling me to ask, do you, do, you know, do you know why? Do you know this person? What do you like about the person? Why are you so loyal to the person? Why are you so stuck? Because, because different things work. There are different things that are working. And sometimes what is working is what you are not aware that this is what is working. So in the laws of wealth creation, it's not, it's not that easy to become wealthy or to become rich or even to be successful. It's not that simple. 
It's not the, the equation, the equation for wealth creation is not a linear equation. Do you understand linear? You can remember a bit of arithmetic. In year nine. Do you remember it in year nine? Yeah. You forgot in year nine. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not that, it's not, in other words, it's not straightforward. Or it's not straight. It has curves. It takes a different shape and a different form. It's like church growth. Growing of a church is not as simple as fasting and praying. That I have fasted, I have prayed, or I share, or I share orange juice after the service. Most good things are not achieved or acquired in six simple steps. Or becoming anointed. It's not as simple as six simple steps. I'm sure some of you have tried to become anointed before. How many of you would like to be anointed? You will become anointed. Amen. Yes. But it is not as simple as that. Many times what is working is what you don't think is the thing that is working. The scripture says in Romans 8.28, it says that all things work together for good. There are always a combination of things that are working. So you never kick out one thing out of your life and major on two other things or some other thing. Always try to keep everything intact and be working on them. Because you don't actually know which switch, which switch is providing the light. And when you discover the the switch that produces the light, always keep that switch on. Wow. Because a lot of things are working. A lot of things are playing. Things are playing together. Things are playing together. And one of the things that tithing does to you is that it enrolls you or it activates in your life the laws of wealth creation. It helps you to become wealthy and to become prosperous. How many of you like to be wealthy? I've not met anybody who would like to be poor yet. I mean, since I, mean, since I was born. I'm here to meet that person. Are you here today? Yeah. No, not you. I mean, the person who wants to be poor. <laughs> I know it's not you. <laughs> so, look at this verse. Look at Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. Doth wisdom not cry, and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of high places by the way of, by the way in the places of the path. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Wow. Let me read verse 5 again. I think you needed to hear that one again. O ye simple. You see, a simple person is a non-complex person. A non-complex thinking person. 
someone who doesn't analyze things much. Someone who really believes that when you add one to one, the answer will always be two. That's a simple-minded person. He always feels that if you go down this road, you will end up down the road. He's never imagined other possibilities on that, that can happen down the road. So that's a simple-minded person. A simple-minded person is easily cheated. He's very gullible. He assumes, he assumes it would work. He assumes it's going to work. A, simple, a simple-minded person doesn't put in much effort into life. You, you even see a, the attitude of a simple-minded person towards, towards his education. He jokes with it. He plays with it. And believes that, look, come what may, I will make it. Let me, just, let me just enter the place and scribble a couple of things and I'll be okay. That's a simple-minded person. Anything that, is, anything that is difficult is too difficult for the person. Anything that's a little complex is too hard, difficult, and com- it's too complex. It's like I can't. I can't apply myself to it. But the reality of life is that you need to apply yourself to things before you see the profit or the advantage in that thing. That's what the scripture says. I give thyself holy and thy profiting will appear to all. You need a certain abandonment of yourself to the principles or biblical principles of life for you to see the advantages thereof. That's why you see sometimes you see an older person, parents, aunties, uncles, whatever, whatever they are, whatever shirt they wear, who would tell you that? Who would tell you that? What you are doing, we've done it before. They see, but the difference between you and them is that they didn't throw themselves at it and throw themselves at it long enough to see the fruits. Because what you are doing, I've also done it and I'm still doing it. If I for several of you, I was doing it before you were born. And I'm still at it. So it works. So when someone tells you that what you are doing, you are doing a good thing, the person, what you are doing, I've done it before, it didn't work, that person actually missed a step or missed some steps on the way. That is why they've come up with a new, a new message or theory or ideology that this thing doesn't work, but it works. So um, this passage I'm reading from, from uh, Proverbs chapter 8 is to introduce you to wisdom. And the wise things of life. Before I start today's message, today's message is going to be very, it's going to be short because it's, it's a big, it's an introduction. Any new series, you have an introduction to it before you get into the meat of the message. So today is just the introduction. Do you like introductions? So I'm introducing you to you to, to understand that there's something in this life called wisdom. That is how to do things or how to get things done. It's like how to prosper, how to be successful, how to do well, how to be, how to be successful in, in school, how to be successful in your marriage, how to be successful in, in, in your Christian life, how to, how to do well. It's called wisdom, the wisdom for it, the wisdom for it, how to, how to have a prosperous life. 
there's, there's the wisdom for it. If you don't have that wisdom, you can't do it. You will try different things. You will try, you will try different ideas. It's even funny. You try different ideas and it doesn't work. That You come up with a new, a new ideology that these things don't work. But they work. Just that you didn't abandon and throw yourself at it. And try it hard enough. Hard enough. Hard enough. You heard our sister's uh, uh, um, testimony. She's tried to be a Christian before. You should ask her after the service that what, what is she doing now that she didn't do before? And I can tell you the answer. The answer would be that before she tried, but she wasn't devoted and committed to Christianity. She just said, I'm a Christian. Held on to other friends, held on to other lifestyles, held on to different things. He still held on to it and assumed, you see, in a simple-minded way that once, once I have said I believe in Jesus, everything will change for me. But it is not that simple. Nothing is that simple. When I got saved, I changed all my friends, all, all. Except, except nobody. <laughs> Every, everybody was ushered out of my life. And the new set were brought into my life. Yes. That was me and salvation. Everybody. Male, female, tall, short. Black, blue, brown, green, yellow. Everybody out. And a new set. It was lonely, you know. It was lonely and hard. But I was determined. And for me, it didn't make sense of how I am now having a new life. I want to serve God. I want to worship God. And how I can have all other things tagging along. No, everything changed. When friends change, where you, where you go will change. When where you go changes, what you talk about will change. When what you talk about changes, what you do will also change. When I see people who say that, okay, now I'm a Christian, but they still have the old system and the old ways and the old crowd still around them, I know they won't last. I know such a person is not going to last. I mean, you won't last. Either you won't last or you won't do well. You will never grow and become anything significant. You'll still be the, the, the same old Paul or good old Johnny who goes to church every Sunday. But Monday to Saturday is in his old life. It's always. And Sunday is like, I mean, how do I use my Sundays? Let me come. Let me go to church. Is it church? Has it become like a hobby? Instead of a lifestyle. It can become, especially when there are young people. It's a place to hang out. You meet people. You meet new friends. You meet potential, you know. Romantic relationships can develop. Here and there. Everybody has different reasons why they are where they are. There are those who are dead serious with God and there are those who are playing. Many, many people when they share that, they, they will say to you that when I went to uni, my aim was that I'm away from my parents. 
So you see, the school, there, whatever, whatever they are, admissions office, whatever, have serious, they feel they've got someone who has qualified coming to study, but you, you are not thinking about qualification. What qualification? You don't even, you don't even understand how you got those grades into that course. It's like you have come, you have come with a new idea. It's like I'm now coming to live a life that I didn't get under the watchful eyes of mommy and daddy. Hmm. So it says that, Oh, ye simple, understand wisdom. In other words, understand how things are done. Understand how things work. Don't be simple-minded. Understand how things work. In other words, go deeper. Go deeper and get broader because there are different options on how things can work. A combination of different things that will make things work for you in this life. You wait till I start uh, telling you the laws. I'm I'm sure I'll do max like three laws. And then you'll see that Oh, so this is what is happening to me when I'm just doing this particular thing. This is what is happening. You see, there there are even people that when you meet in your life, you'll be thinking, you'll be thinking that you've met somebody, and perhaps you'll be thinking this person is a nuisance. But no, the person is rather like a test in your life to test your Christianity and your commitment to God and your yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. You see different people. Can you love them? Can you live with them? Can you care for them? Can you work with them? They have different ways. And you'll be thinking, oh, this person is a nuisance. No, he's not a nuisance. It's testing something in you. Because God loved the world. Wow. Oh, ye simple. Understand wisdom. And ye fools... Mercy. I'm reading the Bible. I'm not saying anybody's a fool. I'm reading it. And ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Let me move on quickly to verse 6. Then it says, Here, here, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. Verse 7. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. Are you listening to wisdom? They are all plain to him that understandeth and right to them that find knowledge. Oh, beautiful. Receive my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold. Are you here? Are you with me? For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Can you see all the things that you desire in this life? It cannot be compared to um, wisdom. All the things you ever desire cannot be compared to when you have been told how to do something. Or what to do. Because sometimes some of us, when we are told what to do, we don't do it. We follow We follow. The things we are desiring than following the wisdom on how to achieve those things. So the scripture is speaking, I think the scripture is speaking to us, isn't it? And it's saying that wisdom, uh, wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that you are, you are going to say can't be compared to it. 
Sometimes we are driven more by what we want than how to get what we want. So when, when, you, when you throw away, when you throw away wisdom, you throw away the great treasures of stability and blessings in your life. So you, you, you may have, you may grab the things that you, that, that you are looking for, but you won't get it in a legal way or in a blessed way. You may look for, an, you, may be, you may be desiring an iPad. How do you get an iPad? Are they not bought? Yes. But you can be driven so much that I need an iPad that you snatch somebody's iPad. You have become a thief. Because you snatched an iPad. Though you have an iPad now in your hands, but you're a thief. So it says, wisdom cannot be compared to anything else that you are doing in this life. That is, learning how to do something in the right way can't be compared to just a feeling of getting it and an edge to get it. That's the Bible says that stolen waters are sweet. Can you show us where the Bible says stolen waters are sweet? That's what I say. You still have an iPad. Stolen waters. They are sweet, darling. Stolen waters. Just type stolen waters. Or you can look for bread eating in secret. It's also a good option. Ah. Stolen waters are sweet. And bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Have you? <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. It doesn't affect the taste. A stolen iPad is still an iPad. Don't think that don't think that because it is stolen or because it's been done in secret it will have a different feel. The effect will be the same. But soon you discover what is missing. So look at the next verse. 18. But he knoweth not that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depths of hell. If you knew would you be drinking that water? Or eating that bread. That now it's like now you are being entertained in hell. But before it was sweet. It was nice. It's enjoyable. Hmm. The stolen waters. It's nice, isn't it? And bread eaten in secret. I mean, have you come, have you got, have, have you arrived home? After a long day, you are tired. You need some privacy. Then yes. you dish out some food. Yes. And then you enter your room. Yes. Shut the door. Yes. Sit down. Open your legs. Yes. And you start eating. No disturbance. No disturbance. You put your phone on airplane mode. Yes. And you sit. You see, that food tastes, it tastes different than when you're on the phone talking to someone and eating. Yeah. There are a lot of things that you could have done 
under the eyes of wisdom and you would have enjoyed it. And the results would have been better. The same thing. It's not like don't do it, but it was done in a wrong way. So you never ended up with what you wanted because you didn't do it in the right way. You, you had stolen waters and you had bread eaten in secret. Take me back to my Proverbs 8. <laughs> wow. Verse 12. I wisdom dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way. And the froward mouth do I hate. No problem. Those of you who talk anyhow. You, you feel like I should talk, so you are talking. That's how you are feeling. I mean, if you talk how you feel, it's like, this is how I feel. Why? Well, I must say it. Don't answer. Don't answer one. He says that counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Okay. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice. There's wisdom. By me, princes rule. And nobles, even all the judges of the earth. Verse 17. This is the verse I've been looking for. This is where I wanted to take you. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Wisdom is very much related to time. You are wise when you discover the wisdom for that area of your life at an early age or at an early stage or an early phase of life. A lot of people, a lot of people have become wise, but they became wise too late. When they became wise, the wisdom they have acquired is of no use to them anymore. But they have become, if you see them, they have become wise. That's when you see elderly people, they talk a lot and they give lectures. Sometimes you see as a person is speaking passionately and always correcting you, you can say what the person is talking about, they don't have it in their life. So what they are saying to you is that without saying it, because sometimes the pride of life prevents you from saying the thing clearly. So you see what the person is saying to you is that don't make the mistake that I made. Don't do it. Without telling you that the folly you are about to go through, I went through the same kind of foolishness. Because now the person has become wise. A gray head is a wise person. That's the Bible says we should honor the gray head. When you see gray hair, honor that person. I mean gray hair that is actually old. <laughs> this is because of the chicken and things. People develop all sorts of things early. Mercy. No, 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 no. Stay with my verse. Darling, Proverbs 8. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Seek wisdom early. Early. As a young person. 
as a young person. Seek it. When a wisdom, when a wisdom key is thrown at you, don't say that I don't need, I don't need it now. I don't know what to do with it. No, keep it. Because those that seek me early are the ones that find. In other words, they are the ones that benefit from what they've got. Don't be advanced in years. And then now you'll be saying that, you know, you wish you, you, wish you could tell. You see, like when you meet uh, uh, other people, they'll be telling, I wish, I wish, I wish they would listen to you. They'll be telling the pastor, I wish all these young people, they listen to you. Then they'll, then they'll say, if I heard, if I heard what they are hearing now, when I was their age. Hmm. So what you are hearing, others are wishing they heard it and they learned it. Life would be better. Life would be far better. And there are different wisdom, there are different wisdoms. If there's a word like that, different wisdoms that you will discover on the journey of life. When you see, when you see the way, it's time you see a wisdom key, pick it up. Pick it up and put it in your pocket. Don't walk away and say, oh, I don't know, I don't know what to do with this thing. I don't know what to do with it. Don't be like Esau. Don't be like Esau. Who felt, who felt in a moment of time that I don't need my birthright. I need food. I need food. Don't be like the rich, like the rich man who in hell lifted up his eyes and saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom and started giving instructions. And his last instructions said, I have five brothers. I have five brothers. If you don't go and tell them what I'm saying, they also end up here. I have five brothers. Go and tell them that hell is a real place. No, don't be like that person. Understand and receive wisdom early. Early. So as you grow up, as you move along in that wisdom grace, life gets better and better. There are keys. There are keys hanging on the journey. There are keys hanging on the journey. The journey keys. Some miss them, some plug them off. Plug them off, put it in your pocket. No, I've got this wisdom. There are keys that are on the way. So, Today, it's as though I'm talking to you about wealth creation. How to become rich and prosperous. But I'm explaining to you in a biblical way how tithes, because tithing is the scriptural thing. How tithes activate the laws of wealth creation. Number one. Number one. Are you going to receive this wisdom? Like you receive how to work for the Lord? Okay. There we go. Number one. Tithing Christians fulfill the law of humility, which creates wealth. When you are tither, it is, it is, an act of humility. You must be humble to be a tither. <laughs> have, you, have you seen anybody who is serious with their business? Like someone who runs a shop, a restaurant, whatever, 
when the person is present and you enter that place, can you say the attitude is different from the other workers? They treat you better. You see, I had I have um, a place where I I buy Dorakibab from. <laughs> and for a long time, every time I go, if you just buy small portion, the gentleman there will give me a large bottle of Pepsi for free. He will just say, Oh, my friend, Pepsi, my friend. My friend. Every time I order, then you, you ask, anything else? Anything else? I say, oh, no. Then when he wraps my thing for me, and then he'll, he'll go under the table, then pull out a large, large, not, not a can, large bottle. Two liters. It's two liters. See, okay. I never looked. I just drank it. <laughs> and then he'll give me, and he always says, my friend, take this for me. This is for you. It's on the house. This is for you. All the time. All the time without fail. Then one day I went there, he wasn't there. You wait, you he listened to the end of my story. Then there was this short, elderly, angry man. So as usual, I was being my friendly self. I asked for my donor kebab. When he wrapped it, then he said, This is the price. The price was almost twice as much as what I've been paying. So I said, oh, because I didn't know who he was. So I said, ah, how? My friend. I said, my friend. <laughs> Every time I come here, this is what he gives me. He even gives me a drink. Hey, he said, this old man behind the counter. Oh, it was almost like he was convulsing. As though he was about to have an epileptic fit. He said, because he's a fool. He's a fool. He's a fool. That's why he's been doing that. He's a fool. That's why you will never see him again. He's a fool. Hey, I said, can I have my donut? Let me go quickly. Yes. I didn't know that I've come to add to the man's walls. No, no, he's been fired. Because I think he's been sharing things. <laughs> He was, he was trembling behind the counter. He, he, this is how much he charges you, and he gives you a drink for free. He's a fool. <laughs> it was scary. Look, I took my thing. I said, I beg. He said, That is why you will not see him again. And I haven't seen my friend again. So I've stopped going there. <laughs> I've discovered another place. Yeah. So humility, humble. That is, you see, when you are humble, you serve. You serve. And when you are serving, you look more attractive. You look more beautiful. That's what I was saying to you. That you see, you don't know why somebody likes someone. You don't know why. Perhaps someone likes someone only because the person is humble. No argument. No talking back. No fighting. No resistance. You will feel comfortable where, where you are celebrated and honored. Not where you are challenged. 
Not where everything you say, you are, the response is why. Sisters, maybe I'm giving you a tip. Hmm? Yeah. Learn it. Learn it. You go very far. Very, it's not by beauty. It is not by... You told me you've been for weddings and you saw that the maid of Anna was nicer than the bride. Even, I'm sure even okay to you, even, even you, you are nicer than the bride. Yeah. It must have occurred to you. It must have occurred to you. It must have occurred to you. Speak the truth and shame the devil. Yes. But the reason why that bride has been chosen is not because of beauty. He likes her. He likes her. She's nice to him. She's humble. She's flowy. She respects him. She accepts him. She talks to him. Even when she doesn't feel like talking, even when she doesn't feel, she, because it's him, she will talk. She will talk. She will talk with a nice voice. She, she, she will modulate. She will modulate. You know, when, she, when she sees that it's his name on the phone, the hello is not, hello. So he will say, are you sleeping? And say, yes, I was asleep. What time do you call this? No, that's rudeness. That's rudeness and pride. I'm awake. She said, hello, are you sleeping? She said, no, I'm awake. It's okay. Then her next question would be, how are you? How has your day been? Where are you now? Are you home yet? Hope you've had, hope you've had something to eat. And then she will pick up the conversation from where they last left off. That I hope your boss was nice to you today. Or how was lectures? I hope you are getting on well. See, she's making a conversation. If you thought she's tired and sleepy, maybe has a headache, or maybe even has abdominal pains. <laughs> but the person is willing to pay the price to entertain and to have this person. But you, some will be thinking. Me. That's why there's a difference. That's all I can say. That's why there's a difference. That's why there's a difference. You think it's beauty? You think it's hair? It's not hair. It's not hair. I remember many years ago when this man came to see me after church. His introduction was talk to my wife. You see, when people are. No, 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 sorry, not a man, a lady, a lady. He said, talk to my husband, talk to my husband. She was a little, so I, said, I said, relax, talk, talk to me about what? He said, no, I've done this, my new hairstyle. Everybody in the church is saying, I look nice. All my friends are, he alone, since yesterday or since Friday, he hasn't said anything. Talk to him, I said, oh, is that all? He said, Yes. As where I was sitting, where I was sitting in the church hall, I could see the husband because the husband does something in particular in the church after church. So he was busy doing what he does at the end of the service. So I said, hey, Jack, come here, come here, come here, come here. Jack. Jack. Hey, call me Jack. So Jack comes with glee and a smile on his face, happy. So I, Madam was sitting there, moody, grumpy. gray weather with her hair. So I just said to Jack that, Jack, sit down. Jack, sit, sit. 
Jack was still happy. He's like, I mean, I'm happy. There's no problem. So I asked Jack, question one, do you like your wife? I think he actually put his hand around there and said, very, very much, Rev. Rev, I really like her. I said, oh, really? Then I asked him question two. What do you like about your wife? And then he started vomiting the things he likes about her. She's humble. She respects me. She's tidy. She's this. She, I mean, he was saying all the things. He, so I was waiting for her to come in. I really like her hair. He said everything. I mean, he said so many things about her. He didn't mention her. So when he finished, he was wondering. And she was also wondering, where am I going with this? I've come to tell you that I need my hair to be praised. <laughs> so when she, he finished, I said to her, I said to her, can you see that he doesn't like you? He didn't marry you because of your hair. So if I were to be you, I'll stop wasting time trying to get his attention about my hair and rather stay with these qualities that he has mentioned. Because these are the things he's saying he likes. It's other ladies who like hair. Guys are not so much into it. We can see that you look nice, but it doesn't, we don't even know what makes you look nice. Yes. We don't really know what makes you look, look nice. We can say you look nice. I mean, you look nice. We're happy when you look nice. But it is not, it's not the most attractive thing about you. The most attractive thing is your behavior. And whether your tongue is sharp or blunt. That's what, that's what makes you beautiful. Your beauty, your beauty is in your hidden parts. Not, not this, not this show, 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 show. You notice your shoes. We can see that you look nice. But as to what is making you look nice, we don't know. But when we start relating with you, she's very nice. She's a very nice person. Very, very nice. She's very caring. She's very, she's very gentle. She respects. Respect. 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 Humility. Yes, like men. This is a person to be with. This is a person to be with. Not the, not the person who is saying that. Why don't you do Why do you chew on the right side of your mouth? Why don't you chew in the middle? <laughs> sisters, are you hearing? Yeah. One, one sister said he picks his nose. He picks his nose. And I said, you haven't seen something worse than that. There are others when they pick it, they lick it like lollipop. (laughs) I had a friend like that. We had to beg him to stop. Whether it's solid or liquid, when it comes out, (laughs) <laughs> and he used to tell us that it's very tasty yeah. 
<laughs> so you see now, now, now you may not realize, but your ability to stand up and say that I'm tithing, I'm bringing my tithe home to the Lord, is an act of humility. Because the money is yours. It is your money. It is yours. 100% is yours. It is for you. 10% off means you, you 10% less. It's like you are worse off. Arithmetic. That's arithmetic. 100% take away 10% is what? 90%. 90% and 100%, which one is higher? 100. Yes. So by any way, human thinking and human calculation that you want to put it, you are worse off. And it doesn't make, that's why you, 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 your, your chest almost explodes on, it's like, what do they mean? Why did I, why did I bring my tithe? What do they mean? It takes humility. This is when you bring that, this is what the Bible says. The tithe is the Lord's. The tithe is the Lord's. Bring me all the tithe and see if, see if I will not pour out a blessing on your life. You see, when then you are fulfilling something that doesn't make mathematical sense. The money is yours. You went to work and end it. It is for you. It is, I'm, I'm even helping you to, if you, if you like to be more stubborn. But when you give in, you say, no, it is the Lord. Let me bring it to the Lord. You don't even know what you are doing, but you are demonstrating. It's not, it's not like God needs your money, but you are demonstrating to God humility and your faith in him and your faith in, and your faith in his word. So as you are coming, it's like you have, you've rather activated something that you've never thought of. How many of you have never thought that tithing has anything to do with humility? You thought humility was to say, yes, please. A lot of, a lot of rude people say, yes, please. Rude. As they are being rude, they are saying, yes, please. Even in the rudeness, they say, yes, please. There's a tribe, there's a tribe on the continent that I dropped onto. Their language is so polite. Even when they're insulting you, they'll say, please. They'll say, please, you're a fool. (laughs) Yes. Please, you're a fool. Please, you don't have sense. Please, stupid man. There's a tribe. When you see me in a smaller meeting after here, I can, show, I can tell you the tribe. That's how they talk. Very polite, very polite ladies and gentlemen. When they're insulting, please, you're a fool. Excuse me to say, you're an idiot. Look, some of those expressions do not mean you are humble. Yes, please. No, please. Thank you, please. Oh. If you, if you knew that you are typing the yes, please, or saying the yes, please, you don't even believe in what you are saying. Humility. When you are tithing, you are activating something that is positive. Something that is like an inward, inward trait that you develop. Called humility. It's activated. Look, it's almost like, it's almost like it doesn't make sense, but I believe in it. I believe this is what the Bible is saying. I believe this is what the Bible says about it. Psalm 75. Wow. 
Psalm 75. Arrogant people don't do well in life. Arrogant shop owner. Arrogant business owner. He doesn't do well. Everybody leaves us. Look at that man. Since, since then, I've, no, I don't go there to buy my donut kebab. I found somewhere else. That I, I, even because of the way he is, I have convinced myself this one tastes better. <laughs> even though it doesn't, but I have convinced myself it tastes better. How did they lose? How did they lose me? Arrogance. Arrogance. And epileptic seizures. He was fuming and having fits. Fits of rage. Verse 6 or 16, which one is it? 6, verse 6, verse 6. For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south, verse 7. But God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. Will you not like God to put you up? How many of you would like God to put you up? Then choose his ways. Choose his ways, choose his wisdom. Because promotion doesn't come. It doesn't come from the east. It doesn't come from the places you think it will come from. I don't know how long you've lived in this world, but I've seen, I've seen poor doctors before. I've seen poor barristers. I've seen poor architects. I've seen poor engineers. I've seen poor, uh, what are their names? Bankers. I've seen, I mean, I've seen, name the top professions. I've seen an example of one that is totally broke with his degree. I've seen people who can't even get jobs. Have the quality, they can't get a job. Have the qualification, have first class, they can't get a job. Everything you can imagine, they have it, but they can't, they can't get the thing that it needs because it takes the grace of God to us. Even someone's employing people, you don't even know why someone employs you. You'll be fuming and boasting, I have all this, I did all this, and you go for an interview, they don't choose you. And you're wondering, why did they not choose you? Because the reason why they didn't choose you is not, it's not part of the regular list. It's not part of the regular list. I met a man who employs people once. I met a man. He said, he said to me, he said to me, when I see the name of the, even, he said, even the name of the person, I said to myself, I don't like him. He said, just the name. How will you know this before you apply for the job? The only thing you can know is God. Yes, because promotion comes from him. Promotion comes from him. May God lift you up. I say, may God lift you up. How would you know? How would you know so you can change your name from Abiba to Lois? How would you know? You wouldn't know. And you'd be applying and say, my name is Abiba. Abiba, Abiba. When he sees it, say, Abiba, from where? Which tree did she just fall off from? She's called what? Abiba. Hey, I don't like any Abiba here. But if you apply for the job, you say, my name is Lois. You say, whoa, Lois. It's loosening him up. Lois. Say, I would like to see Lois. If you ask you walking, you're walking like Abiba. But <laughs> your name is Lois. <laughs> yes. Yes. Promotion. Promotion comes from God. Promotion is from God. Promotion is from God. So go the God way. Humble yourself and go the God way. Don't be so stuck up. Don't say it's hard work. 
hard work. People work hard, though. People work very, 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 very hard. You haven't seen someone who works hard before. People work hard. You say it's hard work. It's not just hard work. If I'm talking to you about laziness, but now I'll be telling you, work hard, study hard, do this hard. But it's not just hard work. Hard work is eliminating another vice in your life that is laziness. But it is not just the hard work that you need. You need the grace of God and the mercies of God and the help of God. You need God's help. You need God's help. So, so unknown to you, as you are tithing, you are saying, I'm humble. And the scripture says, God gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. That is, the humble is favored. You will be favored. Amen. I said, you will be favored. Amen. You will be favored. Can you see where we started from? It doesn't make sense. Does it make sense to you? You need a little bit of intelligence to see that. What do you mean? What, I have 100. I should take 10 off. When I am struggling with my bills. Hmm. It doesn't make sense. God giveth grace to the humble. So when you give in to God's ways, that God, I believe in you, you are taking a step of humility and God looks at you. He doesn't look at you as someone who is bringing money. Please. The silver and gold are his. The cattle on a thousand hills are his. It makes, it makes no, it makes no difference to him. No difference. No difference. No difference to God. But it makes a difference for you. He giveth uh, grace unto the humble. Law number two. How many laws does I'll give to you today? Three. Okay. So law number two is that tithing Christians fulfill the law of sowing and reaping, which creates wealth. This is the oldest law of law creation. That's sowing and reaping. If you don't sow, you can't reap. And you reap what you haven't sown. When the seasons are changing, if you have the opportunity to look at people's gardens, you will see those who have worked and those who haven't worked. Because when spring comes, you see in in someone's garden, you see lilies springing up. You see lilies and other flowers coming up. And then you see in someone's garden, you see weeds. Have you seen the weeds with yellow flowers? Yes, you see weeds. You see, you, you, you see, you immediately know who lives in the house. You can tell who lives in any house by just walking on the pavement in front of houses and just looking at the front lawn. You can tell who lives in the house, in the different houses. Yeah. That's what Solomon said. He said, I went by the vineyard that is the garden of the lazy man and what did i see i saw a broken wall and i saw weeds coming out he when he saw he understood we perhaps haven't understood that you've walked in front of people's people's front lawns all the way you don't understand who is who lives there but the garden in front of the house tells you who lives there yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Even the car parked in front tells you who lives there. The state of the car. Have you not seen people's cars? 
Has someone not given you a lift before? When you enter the house, you, you, you enter the car, you know who, who the owner of the car. You've only known that the owner of the car is called George. If you are called George, it's not you. You only know the person is called George. But you didn't know that this is who George is till you enter his car. I went by the field of the slothful. If you like, forget the slothful. I went by the field of a certain, or I went by a field, and by the vineyard of a certain man, and lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. That's the front wall was broken. What type of person is that? He's somebody who lacks understanding, and he's somebody who is lazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow, who's he? Mm-hmm. So by walking by a group of sisters, you can see their hair, you tell who they are. Shaba Katalaba. Bishop, I thought you said you don't look at her. It doesn't mean that you should turn into uh, whatever. Yeah, you can tell. And it's not, it's not by money. It's not because you don't have money. It's because you don't really care much. Mm. The sisters are freezing. They are wondering, how have I come to church today? Am I looking good or is it looking bad? Don't worry, you all look good. You all look good. I mean, as many as I've seen. I haven't seen everybody's. Yeah. yeah. But you can tell. Always, I encourage the brothers, the brothers who wear beards, I always encourage them to look after the beard. Because the state of your beard speaks a lot about you. Just like this. It's saying say so much about you. That's I'm always telling them that, you know, either take it off or keep it down. Like, it should be like a carpet that is stuck or like, a, a, not carpet, tattoo on your face. So it should be like a black tattoo on your face. Yes. Then you will discover it takes, it takes a lot of discipline and time to keep it like that. Otherwise, it's like when you will see from a distance like farm animals dotted all over your face, dotted. <laughs> Someone is saying messy at the back. <laughs> yeah. Sowing and reaping. Psalm 126 verse 5. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Luke 6 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaking together and running over. Shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all. It shall be measured to you again. So as you are giving your tithe. You are sowing seeds. You are sowing seeds. When you sow nothing. You get nothing back. And when you don't sow good things, you don't get good things back. So tithing is sowing. So long as you don't tithe, it means you don't sow. And therefore, don't expect good measure. Press down. Shaking together. And running over. It's like some of you, when you go to McDonald's and KFC, you say, I want Fanta there. You say, with no ice with no ice, no matter how hot it is, with no ice. Do you know why you say with no ice? Because you want more drink. 
Because according to Archimedes principles, the ice. <laughs> yes. The ice deducts, deducts the volume of drink that you have. Yes. The volume of the ice or the weight of the ice is the same amount of drink that you won't have. Yes. So the, those who under, those who, who are the science students, when they go there, you see them say, no ice, please, no ice. <laughs> no ice. Because they want more drink. You didn't know that you're an art student. Yes, that's why you didn't know. The art students, they know, they'll say, yes, I want ice. Can I have a lot of ice? Can I have a lot of ice? You might as well drink tap water. <laughs> More ice, less drink. Little ice, little less drink. Yeah. You go and try it. Fill a cup, a glass with water. Fill a glass with water, and get some pebbles or stones, whatever you can find, and start dropping into the glass, and see what will happen. You see, the drink starts spilling up. You start losing the water. So it, it's it's like the law of displacement. You are displacing the water, so you are losing it. That's a this principle, by the way. Yes, yeah. <laughs> So give and it shall be given unto you. So as you are given, ah, God is getting ready to give to you a good measure. So that's, it says that press down, press down so that there will be room in it. Press down. Then shake. You see, when you shake, you displace all the air bubbles. So you press down, then you shake so that it settles well, compact. It becomes compact. The word is compact. And then he adds more, adds more. Press shakes, displaces any air gaps in it, and then presses, adds more press, shakes to displace anything that is affecting the amount that it can contain. And it keeps adding until it is running over. He said, that is what he shall cause men to give to you. Men shall be given to you. Yeah, men shall be given to you. That's the blessing of a tither. And my final law for today. Hmm. Final law. Tithing Christians fulfill the law of prioritization. Prioritization. Which creates wealth. Matthew 6.33 You need to learn what to do first. What to do second. What is important and what is not so important. It's a very important thing in your life. To learn and to know it. So tithing shows you that look, these are the priorities of life. Tithing is important. Anything, if someone gives you 100 pounds, tell yourself I have 90 pounds. Never tell yourself I have 100. If you work and you earn 1,200, tell yourself that you earn how much? 1,200. How much do you earn? 1,080. 
Yes. So budget with 1080. You don't know how it tastes like when you come under pressure in public. Yes. It's not that she doesn't know 120 take away um, whatever, but pressure. Mm, the pressure. She was caught off guard. But if I asked her her name, she would have remembered. So, you know. I used to these people when they come for oral exam, they say, I've gone blank. <laughs> the best way to catch them is I ask them, what's your name? When they remember their name, they tell, oh, you're not blank. You're okay. Yes, you're, you're okay. Just say you don't know. <laughs> yeah. Don't say I've gone blank. Don't say, um. I mean, how does snapping your finger bring something that you have learned? How, how does it happen? No, no, wait, 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 wait. It's there, it's there. Wait, wait, wait. It's coming. It's coming. Mm. I know this one. Come on, stop it. Yeah. Let first things always be first. Yes. But when you are young, don't joke with education. Don't joke with education. Don't be 60 and now say that you are doing your first degree. You even have to ask yourself. You see, you, you see you, then you have found wisdom. But you have found wisdom too late. Because ask yourself, 60, you are in first year. You graduate at 63. Ask yourself the next question, who would employ you? When there's a bubbly, fresh mind, fresh brain, 21-year-old. A 63-year-old, they're going to compete with your grandchild. Is it you have found wisdom, but the wisdom is of no use to you. So learn how to do first things first. This is the time to go to school. This is not the time to drop out of school. Never drop out of school. Never drop out of school. Don't drop. And then also go with the times and the seasons. Because of the after first degree, the first degree is in, in 2019, first degree is virtually nothing. You have, to, you have to look for a professional course or master's or PhD. Go for it. Don't say, I've finished first degree. I'm crossing my legs. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for a man to come and marry me and impregnate me so I can start breastfeeding. Are you a breast? Are you a breast? Me, I'm finished. Oh, me, I'm finished. Okay, me, I'm finished. Me, I'm finished. The next day is my wedding. I'm ready to breastfeed. Are you a breast? No. Do first things first. If there's school, don't drop. If you drop out, drop in again. Yes, go back. I'm telling you, as your pastor, go back. Go back to that place. Go back. Go back there and finish that thing that you started. And when you finish first degree, find something, find something that, that, gives, you, that gives you some control on the markets. 
Yes, you need some control. You need, you need demand on your life that someone wants you. Someone would like to have you. Make yourself employable any day, any time. Yes. Don't just sit there and say, I finished my French degree, you know. When I say, what's next? Wedding. Wedding. Bishop. Bishop, is this something that you ask? Wedding. No, don't, don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Don't drop out. If you've dropped out, I'm encouraging you by the grace of God. Drop back in. Go back. Because you can, there's something you can do. You're not foolish. You're not useless. Let's just assume that the first time you chose the wrong course, you chose something that you don't have the flair for. But there's something you have a flair for. Find it and do it. You'll see how you'll be the best. The first time you didn't have counselors to talk you through. So what can you do? What are you good at? This you need a bit. You need a little bit of direction. There's something you can do. Let me bring a fish here. Let me put a fish on this stage and see. You you see how clumsy a fish can look. It will just be here. And let me take that fish and put it in water. And you see. You see the ease, the ease, the ease which it will maneuver and move. You see, you see the beauty of the fish. Just as you, you are walking here dancing. Walk by, walk by, to the left, to the right. <laughs> yes. Let me take these same dancers and drop them into water. You will see them just, it will be just like the fish on the stage. You see how they will be spattering water. But once I take them out and I put them on stage here, you see them, you see the beauty of it. Oh, power being. Their gifts come alive. Their gifts come alive. No, discover what you can do. Because there is something that you can do. There is something you can do. You are not, God never created a foolish boy or a foolish girl. Or an airhead. There's nothing like that. Discover what you can do. And do it and excel in it. And do well, do very well in it. And take it, take it to world cup level. Yeah. Take it to the highest level. There's something you can do. Where you were struggling, it just means it just means that you chose the wrong thing. Yeah, you didn't select the right thing. That must have caused your struggles. Because there's something you can do. And you'll be the best in it. Hey, in the name of Jesus, you'll be the best. Yeah. So put first things first. Go out now. You, you have grandchildren. You are 62. You're not sending applications to UCL. Are you understanding first things? I'm talking about first things, priorities, priorities, priorities. As soon as you miss it, as soon as you put the second thing first, it becomes bizarre. It's like sex. Sex is meant for marriage. As soon as you go and have sex before marriage, it's a whole problem. It's a whole problem. I mean, it's a problem. Am I talking to Christians? Yes. Even if you're an unbeliever, it's a problem. That's why you never do it on the pavement. 
Even the unbelievers don't do it on the pavement. It's a whole problem that creates all sorts of diseases and problems. Pregnancy outside of marriage is even pregnancy within marriage. Though pregnancy is not a sin, and the child is not to be cursed, but you see that that, that, same, that same experience in marriage, when you put it outside marriage, oh, all you, all you needed was two rings from Argos and a priest. And then you can go and have sex. That's all you needed. That's all you needed. Two rings from Argos, $9.99 each. I don't know what you are waiting for. We have free halls. Come and see me. I'll give you a free hall. Even your house. Yes. I got married in my sitting room. But that was the church hall then. Got married in my sitting room. On a Thursday afternoon. With six people present. Including the bride, the groom, and the officiating minister. Yeah. Am, I not, am I not married? Yes. Am I not married? Yeah, you be there and say that you want, you, you want uh, this thing. You want what? Horse-drawn carriage. Yes. No problem. You can have the horse-drawn carriage, but make sure. Make sure that as you are waiting for the horse-drawn carriage, you don't put second things first. That's where all the mess begins. You have to keep yourself. Control yourself. No, this comes first before this. As soon as you put second first or third second or third first and then first is third. Everything is different. Everything is different. Everything is messed up. So you can't pay all your bills and all your expenses and everything before you say, where's my tithe? You say, okay, Lord, I know my tithe is supposed to be 50 CDs, but Lord, I'm left with 17 pounds 50. So this month, you take it like that. Next month, I'll fix you. But that's what a lot of people do. You do everything. You, put, you see, you put God last instead of putting him first. He's put last. And then you will say, that, no, I've been tithing for a long time. But how have you been tithing? What have you been doing? What have you been doing? What you've been given, it's not tithe. It's not 10% of your increase or your income. It's not 10% of it. It's like 1% of it. 1750. It's not the envelope that makes the tithe a tithe. It's not the envelope. It's not the envelope. Neither is it your standing up. It's the amount. Because the tithe is supposed to be a tenth. A tenth. 10%. 10%. 10 you don't know how to work out 10%. 10 divided, it means that dividing by, divided by 10. Divided by 10 means that move the decimal point one place to the left. So if you have 100 point, to make it simple for you, point zero 0.01. Move it one to the left, it becomes 1.001. That means one. The ask students are, is that, is that no matter what we do, you are confused. Uh, why, why are you like that? Okay. You know, one, two, three, four. Okay, so picture you have one, two, three, then there's a decimal point before four. 
Do you understand? So one, two, three, point four. Divided by ten. Move the decimal point that is before the four. Move it one to your left. So let it jump over the three. And then keep it there. So now you have one, two, point three, four. That's your tithe. Yes. <laughs> is that better for you? Uh-huh. Yes. That's how it is. Yes. So when you see, so when you see your, when you see your paycheck, when you see your slip, just picture the decimal point move one to the left. Whatever figure you have before there, that is your tithe. That's your tithe. That's how to work out your tithe. No, when you finish everything, say tithe. They say tithe. Okay, this is what I have left. I have seventeen uh, pounds left. Uh, Ten pounds is for oyster, so I'm left with seven pounds. So God, take the seven pounds. This is my tithe. No, you are deceiving yourself. That's not your tithe. Your tithe is ten percent of what you have earned, and do that first before any other thing. First, first. First, let that take first place. Don't say if you earn hundred pounds, tell yourself I've earned ninety, and budget with ninety, and you activate the law of humility, and the law of sowing and reaping, and you see how the Lord will open the windows of heaven and pour you out great blessings and great help. Here ends my three laws for today. May the Lord add His blessing to the preaching of his word. Stand to your feet and thank God for tithing that he has brought into our lives to activate the law of wealth creation. Seeking first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added. It shall be added. Thank God. Thank him. Thank him for today. Thank him. Thank him for the word. Thank you for what you have learned and what you have received. Thanking him. Thanking him. Thanking him. Thanking him. Thanking him. From the back to the front, everybody praying. Speak to God. Speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. Some of us should be saying, sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord, for making you last, making you third. And doing everything before I remember you. Speak to him. Tell him from today, Lord, I'll remember you. I remember you first. You'll be first so that you can make me first. You'll be first, Lord, so that you can make me first. Yes, Lord. 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 Talk to him. Talk to him. Tithing is like a covenant. Establishing a covenant relationship with God. He will never change. He will never fail you. He will never fail you. He will never disappoint you. Blessings. Blessings that you come by with money. Will be released into your life. Ah, Tasha Bakapatasaya. Pray to him, thanking him. Repenting. Repenting from your old ways. Old ways of being a non-tither. Ignoring tithing, forgetting about it. Every little bit increase that comes into your life. Remember him. Remember the Lord. And honor him. And honor him with your tithe. With your tithe. Thank you, Lord. 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 Speak to him. Speak, speak, speak.
Yes, Lord. Thanking you. Thanking you, Father. Thanking you, Father. Thanking you, Father. Thanking you, Lord. Blessing your name. Blessing your name. Blessing your name. Thank you, Father. Father, we bless you for the riches of your word and the riches of your grace and your great mercy of teaching us and pointing us in the right direction always. Thank you, Father, for the teaching on tithing, for us to be blessed, for us to prosper, and for us to be wealthy, Lord. Thank you for this blessed opportunity and the great word we have heard from your word today. Thanking you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Now, every eye closed, every head bowed today. I want to pray for you specially. You are very special to God today. God's love is reaching out to you today. You are here this afternoon. Someone invited you to church. Or you've been in the church for a while. But deep in your heart, you can tell that you don't have a relationship with God. You don't have a good relationship with God. Maybe you've had it before, you've lost it. Or you've never had it at all. But today, while every eye is closed, every head is bowed. You won't say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to come back to God. I want to come back to Jesus. I want to give my life to him. I want to surrender myself and my life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Pastor, please pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. If you are here like that, you say, Pastor, pray with me. Today is my day. I want to respond to the love of God. I want to give my life to Jesus. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want a better life. Pastor, please pray with me. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand very quickly wherever you are. Just your right hand very quickly. Lift up high so I can see you. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hand there. You also want to join. Don't say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Keep your hand up. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Wherever you are, wherever you are standing. Every eye closed, every head bowed. God bless you. I can see your hands. I can see your hands. You also want to join in. Pastor, please pray with me today. I need Jesus in my life. I want to go to heaven. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to come back to God. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands. God bless you. Now I want you to do one more thing for me. One more thing. If you have your hand lifted up or you have decided in your heart that I want to give my life to Jesus today. I want to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat and come to me from wherever you are. Wherever you are. Come. Come to Jesus today. Come. Come quickly. Come. 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 Even if you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to make that commitment today. Come. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come. Come. Come to Jesus. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is inviting you. Jesus is drawing you. Come. 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 Today is your day to respond to the love of God. To respond to the message of God. Come to Jesus today. The millions have come. There is still room. There is room for you. Come. If you are still debating within yourself, you are not sure. I want you to come. I'm waiting for you. 
Come and come quickly. Come to Jesus. Yes, sing it. There's room. Sing it. There's room at the cross. To Jesus today. There is I'm waiting for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. There is Bow your heads, everybody. Close your eyes. And those in front, say this prayer with me, after me. And the whole church, please help us as we say this prayer. Let's say it loudly, boldly, confidently. Say it as your prayer to God today. Say with me, say Heavenly Father Say Heavenly Father I am a sinner Please forgive me Of all my sins I believe in Jesus I believe Jesus died for my sins And rose up on the third day Heavenly Father Please wash me with the blood of Jesus Now say Lord Jesus Say it out loud Say Lord Jesus Please come into my heart Be the Lord of my life Say thank you Father For accepting me today And making me a child of yours Now say Satan in the name of Jesus I reject you I bind you I cast you out of my life I've been bought by the blood of Jesus I belong to Jesus I am born again I will no longer serve you I am a servant of God I belong to Jesus In the mighty name of Jesus Say it, say in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for all these precious ones. Establish them in your house. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that has redeemed them today from the clutches of sin and from the clutches of the evil one. Thank you, Lord, for a new life and a good life and a better life, Lord. Thank you for your blessing and thank you for your help. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Please receive these gifts very quickly before you go back to your seat. Just for you. For you to read. And to grow in the Lord. Now at the close of service. Are you looking at me? Look at me. All of you in front. At the close of service. Can you see this banner that says Salvation Corner? At the close of service I need to all of you to come here. And come and be seated here. We'll talk to you for a brief while before you go home. So don't leave before the service is over. Because at the end of the service, we'll have a brief meeting with you right here at Salvation Corner before you go home. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. Clap for them as they go back to their seats. Your clapping is weak. Is that your best clap? Wow. 
You're clapping like you're watching a movie. This is salvation. 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 That song. Yes. It's communion time. Speak in tongues. I want you to pray for healing, for a blessing. Pray. As you receive the cups in your hand, I want you to pray over it. Pray that as you send it into your body, you are sending the power of God. The power of God for a change. Yes, Lord. And my blood is drinking. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Pray. Speak over the blood. Speak over the cup. The bread which we break. It will change. It will heal you. Yes, Lord. Oh, this is the holy meal. It is the meal of God. The power of God is about to be released into your life. Yes, Lord. When I see the blood, oh, 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 yeah. Speak over it. What you are holding? You are holding power. You are holding power. Speak over it. Assign it to solve problems, to resolve problems, to open doors, to close doors, to separate you. From every evil and every work of darkness, the blood will do it. Yes. Speak over it. Speak over it. It's becoming power in your hands. Dynamite in your hands. Yes. 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 By the blood. Yes. By the blood you overcome. By the blood you have victory. By the blood you reign. By the blood. By the blood. By the blood. By the blood of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I speak over every cup here. And I declare, this is the blood of Jesus. I speak over every bread, Lord. I declare, this is the body of Christ. Lord, as we eat and we drink, let it work wonders. Let it create wonders. Let it create changes in our lives. Let it open doors, Lord. Let it close doors, Lord. Let it cause separation from evil. Let it paralyze and kill the evil one and drown the evil one from our lives oh God thank you for the power in the blood thank you for the power in the blood let it heal our bodies let it heal our organs let it heal every part of our being oh God let there be healing Lord let there be healing Lord let there be healing Lord let there be healing oh God in the name of Jesus let cancers be cursed Lord in the mighty name of Jesus, oh God. Let it bring life. Let the life of Jesus reign in your lives by the eating of the Lord's body and the drinking 
of the Lord's blood. Thank you, Father, for the wonders that we shall experience. In Jesus' name, the body of Christ, eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Lift up your two hands. Father, let the grace, the mercy, the miracles, the wonders that this communion has accomplished, let it be permanent in the lives of these people. Let it be permanent. Let it be permanent. Let it, oh God, be permanent, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Your Amen is very weak. Say a stronger Amen. Amen. And give the Lord your loudest clap and shout of victory. You are victorious. You have overcome. I declare over you, you have overcome. I say you have overcome. That thing that you've never overcome, it has been overcome today. By the blood. 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 You have the victory. In Jesus name. Give two people a victorious hike and take your seats. Tell them you are victorious. Tell them you are victorious. Tell them you are victorious. And take your seat in his presence. Beautiful. God bless you. Did you tell somebody God bless you? Tell somebody God bless you. Believe it as you say. Say to the person, God bless you. You are releasing a weapon and a power into the person's life. Look the person in the eyes and say, God bless you. You don't easily come by blessings. People say good morning, good afternoon, good evening. They say hello, mate. These are the things you hear. You don't easily hear God bless you. Hello, hi. Good morning. How are you? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't bring blessings. So, tell somebody again. God bless you. Look for somebody else and release another blessing. Look for somebody else and release a blessing. Tell the person you need it for the week. God bless you. You shall be favored. You shall be helped. You shall be promoted. 
you will increase and not decrease you will be victorious it will be well with you God wipes every tear from your face God gives you laughter God gives you a dance God gives you a reason to celebrate receive it receive it receive it God bless you put your hands together one more time take your seats we hope that you've been blessed by this message for more information follow us on social media search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram have a blessed week